This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank Triple Seven Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. Announcements, you guys. I don't have very many this week. I really just want to say thank you for everybody who's joined the Patreon. We got so many new members this week, and I love hearing from you guys what you guys are enjoying, the kinds of things that you would like to see in the future. For those of you who are new to the podcast or don't know what the Patreon is, on my Patreon, I offer three different tiers. One is a beginner witch tier, the other is the sorceress tier, and then the final one is the crone tier. And I'm very educational on that Patreon. So I've got historical witch segments. I've done one on the Scotland witch trials, one on the Salem witch trials with a guest. I have a Dark Goddess series that's ending where we talk about the folklore and stories and histories of Dark Goddesses. The first episode is going to be on the Morrigan. My friend Mila, who is Dark Blue Priestess, joined me to give education on the Morrigan and that will be uploading soon. And then to kind of piggyback off of this podcast episode with my friend Sade, we are going to be having an episode, we actually recorded it last night right after the podcast, where we're smoking and vibing with Sade, myself, and our friend Paige, who actually got us connected. You guys may remember her from the Get Tapped In episode um, a few episodes ago where she ended up reading my oracle cards and really just helping guide me. Paige is also the one who gave me a reading um, in May of last year. Actually, it was in March of last year um, and told me that I was going to be using my voice and basically saw the podcast happening without mentioning the podcast and just kind of knew my life. So in this Patreon episode that you guys are going to get to see from us vibing and hanging out, you will get to know more about Sade, who you're going to learn about today. She and Paige both gave me readings. They were going back and forth with readings. And I was just soaking in all of the energy. It was a huge sisterhood vibe. So I highly recommend that if you are not on the Patreon, you guys sign up. There will be a link in the description. The beginner witch tier, that's the $5 witch tier. That is going to give you access to all of these video segments. Now, those who are in the Sorceress Crone get deleted scenes, uh, things that I take out of my smoke and vibe sessions and then so you guys will have access to those things there and then the crone tier which is the $20 tier you guys get even more deleted scenes and even more behind the scenes and um 
you know, personal conversations between us as we're all sitting there vibing. So there is something available for every single tier, whatever you guys are comfortable with, um, whatever you guys are able to afford. I really just want to be able to give you guys so much education and content and sisterhood, but I don't want to break the bank. Everybody's on a budget. So um, if you've got $5, you can sign up for the Patreon and that's only $5 a month. It's not $5 per episode or anything like that. And if you join today, you have a bunch of content that you can go back up there and follow up on. So I want to jump right into this episode. With no further ado, here is Shade. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty well. Yeah. On this Saturn day. On this Saturday. Yeah, I feel like it's been like a super like accomplishing Saturday. Yes, I mean, we just finished the last full moon for the astrological new year. So it should feel like we finally finished off that last big task. I mean, I know I feel like that. <laughs> I finally am doing the podcast room after like months of talking about it. I guess not months. We moved here <laughs> February so it's been yeah almost two months and I kept putting it off and then today my husband's like we're doing that fucking room Diana <laughs> as you should we're all handling our shit yeah and we just needed like the ambiance like I'm really excited to do the patreon episode with you and Paige and like talk with you today for the podcast and it felt like I just I needed it all like fresh and new and welcoming in that like new energy and like making room for manifesting new things absolutely and I always tell Paige like bad witches link up so first of all <laughs> you know like we're we're all so family when we're all striving for the same mission so I'm so grateful to be on here with you I'm super grateful yeah Paige is just one of those girls who is super supportive of every woman around her and is genuinely yeah. like we talk all the time like there is genuinely never any like jealousy or like dang I can't believe you're doing that like I'm not doing that it's like what hey girl how you yeah doing she's that? like what can yeah I do? she's like oh exactly she's like oh you're doing that too let's do this <laughs> yep and I love that like no competition as it should be yeah I was so glad that she got you and I connected because I know that if it's a, a friend recommendation from her then it's that same yeah. energy and I love the bad bitch queen vibe yeah and I'm gonna be honest you know I took a peek at her um, podcast with you as well. And I was just like, who is this? Who is Diana? Who? <laughs> so, you know, they say spirit answer is all prayer. So look what we have here today. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome here, baby. Um, we just got connected. So I don't know much about your spiritual practice. I know that yeah. you, you don't know me too well either. So I want to walk you through how this goes. Um, mm -hmm. Like I told you, everything is unfiltered, unscripted. I want to start with, um, you know, what your childhood is, what gifts you have that you use. I know you tap into all kinds of energy. Um, and yeah. I, I want to hear about your upbringing and kind of how you ended up um, practicing with energy and spirit the way that you do now. So for your oh, upbringing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> wonderful so for your upbringing were you raised like in an organized religion did you practice spirituality with your family um yeah we were definitely organized religion and I feel like on both sides of my family as well like my mom's side is incredibly um Christian and Baptist so I think one of my fondest memories actually is the video of me like 
getting ready for my christening and I'm like three years old and my dad's like, stop. And I'm picking my nose. And that was just like my mischief side. Like it, it doesn't matter if I'm going to be mischievous. God is like, let her be. But you know, coming from a family with organized um, views and values, I kind of have always been that uh, black sheep, I would say, <laughs> Yeah. being that I've always been um, spiritually tapped in from basically since birth. Yeah, kind of sets you apart growing up in organized religion and being the one who's maybe like seeing things that other people aren't seeing or talking about things that other people aren't. Yes. So absolutely. I was just like, what the fuck is this, this dream that I'm having? And everyone's like, wait, what do you mean you're having these weird dreams? Was your family supportive of this? Because I know that, you know, a lot of times in organized religion, um, seeing things or hearing things or experiencing (laughs) things is like the devil's work, right? Yeah. So it's funny. Um, So on my dad's side, they're like a Geechee culture. They're from down South, right? From South Carolina, Georgia area. Doing spiritual stuff is actually very uh, natural. Like I, I was just with my Nana about a couple of years ago, you know, right before Corona. Um, and she was just like, oh my God, look at you doing these tarot readings. And she's like, you know, I used to do them. And I had not even known like my Nana did stuff like that. But on that side of the family, like everyone just taps into their gift and no one blinks an eye. And on my mom's side, a lot of people actually have spiritual gifts. However, being that, you know, they're more in tune to like organized religion. It's kind of like, oh, you know, God's using me as an instrument, which, you know, spirit is using us as instruments. However, um, I feel like uh, my mom's side of the family was definitely more comfortable and just going into the religion with their gifts and allowing those gifts to be nurtured by religion rather than diving in deep into self. 100%. So when I did it, it was kind of like mixed signals because <laughs> my dad's side, like I, I do readings for all of my family there. And then on my mom's side, I think I did like one reading for one of my family members. So it, it really is a huge contrast. Yeah, but I like, though, that even though it's a contrast, even if people are using their gifts in either way, it still seems like there's a support because people are using their gifts. Oh, yeah. Well, there is a support of using the gifts to an extent. But, you know, once you bust out a candle and Mm -hmm. (laughs) a few, like, you know, some maracas and a sound bowl, then everyone starts like, what are you doing? (laughs) Which is like, which is funny to me because, you know, and this goes into the hypocrisy of like, you know, being able to practice organized religion and then spirituality. And there's so much in organized religion, like, the, you know, in Catholicism, lighting the candles, mm-hmm. the smokes during, um, during prayer time and the music mm-hmm. during prayer time and stuff. But then somehow when it turns into that smoke is sage and that mm-hmm. music is a sound bowl <laughs> and that yeah. prayer is meditation, all of a sudden it's, whoa, that shit's weird. Yeah, it's like, what energy are you tapping into? What the <laughs> fuck? What is this? <laughs> and you're like, what? No, we're, we're raising the vibration in here. And they're right? like, hell no, you're not. Don't be doing that all up in here. So yeah, it it gets a little strange sometimes, but I take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like I even told my own grandmother, she's a deacon. This is how spiritual my family is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
she's a deacon. And I told her because she was just like, you know, acting how I was. And I'm like, oh, grandma, I'm so excited. My gifts are growing and I'm exploring and doing these readings and helping people. And she's just like, she just like side eyed me and was like, well, you know, the Bible. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because, you know, I never judge others for whatever they practice. You can practice whatever you want. As long as that shit isn't harming me, go ahead, go have fun. But yes. it, it kind of like triggered, uh, you know, that feeling of acceptance, like you're uh, mentioning, mm-hmm. where my grandmother is just like, you know, I don't think God likes that. And I'm like, how do you know what God likes? I thought we weren't allowed to judge each other. How do you know how God sees me? Yes. And I know so that you don't know like my platform, but that's what I talk about all the time. Exactly. Because it's a very true, authentic thing. How do you know how God views another? You don't have that capacity to say, you know what? I know everything because I drew this, you know, the blueprint for us. You know, we were crafted to be just as we are and feel, you know, proud to be that way with integrity. But I feel like a lot of us, because of, you know, societal norms, obviously religion being one of them, um, kind of disconnect. And that's where that feeling of like, oh, I'm not going to feel accepted. At this point, I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> I love it. You and take I- it or leave it. Yeah. And the more, the more people who go out and lead with like love with energy healing, such as yourself and Paige. Mm -hmm. And I like to think I have good intentions with my work. I feel like, um, the more that it's going to end up being acceptable and the more that we have conversations like this and we share what our actual stories are and how we actually practice and how we actually connect with spirit. I hope Mm -hmm. that it breaks down barriers and judgments of, like what we do being evil or whatever, because literally it's led by the same exact love. Exactly. That's why I was like, wait, you do know I'm praying to the same God every single day when I get up and pray. Like, first of all, Diana, I get up every single morning and pray with the sunrise. Right. And then you have people that, you know, whatever organized religion they choose, they're like, you got to say the prayers, you got to do this, but they don't implement that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they, they, they go to, their uh, institutions, wherever that may be, and they praise spirit for that one day. But, you know, a lot of us spiritualists actually make this a daily practice. We make bringing spirit and basically magic itself, right? Because that's what spirit, we make that an everyday thing. So it's kind of like, how could you judge me when I'm only going deeper and in depth to something that you're at the surface of? Oh, well, and then that's saying. like the, that's why people saying. don't have a right to judge <laughs> because you have no idea what somebody's doing or how deep they are into their work. Absolutely. And you never know the ranking of someone in the spiritual realm. You can literally look at someone and be like, oh, this person's so-and-so. And I bet your ass they got a few spirits on them that are like, you have no idea who this person is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why we have to use a uh, spiritual discernment too and saying, you know what? I don't actually know who this person is in spirit. Let me get to know their spirit as well. Exactly. I love that. Um, So after you, so when you were growing up, you knew Mm -hmm. that you had gifts. How were you seeing and feeling things? Okay. So I'm an empath and I've always been an empath. Um, I think it was very noticeable to my family. I would cry during movies 
people would get hurt and I would be like, please don't do that again. I feel it, you know, like typical empath stuff. Um, And then I also would have prophetic dreams and the dreams are still the things that I'm like still shook. Like, what the fuck was this? Why was this being channeled to child me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But we we're not here to ask why we received the message. We're just here to deliver it. So there were a lot of prophetic dreams that I received as a child. And um, a lot of them, they weren't just like for one period of life. They were sporadically in life. So every now and then I'll have deja vu and be like, oh, yeah, I dreamt of this, like, literally when I was four years old. <laughs> oh, I love so that. Um, that comes into play a lot. So you actually retain the information from your prophetic dreams. No, not anymore. Oh, okay. And that's what's incredibly interesting, because as my um, spirituality developed, I did have like a kind of disconnect. Um, I would say from trauma, just as we all go through in life. Um, But when I wanted to reconnect with my soul power, obviously that being my spirituality, um, that's when I was like, wait, why am I not remembering my dreams? And I used to have prophetic dreams. And then everyone's just like, yeah, that's kind of like a skill you have to, (laughs) you know how they say use your muscle? Yeah, you have to flex that muscle to, you know, remember your dreams and remember the things you feel and see in the dreams. And that's still something I'm working on now. Right now, I'm currently at the point where um, my empathy has kind of reached like a clear essence. A lot of the times um, when I'm feeling things or I'll actually hear the emotion someone is feeling from their mm-hmm. spirits, um, I receive a lot of telepathic communication, um, a lot of channel downloads, like a the best downloads I receive are probably like in the bath or on the toilet. <laughs> no, for real. I will do yeah. readings. If I have like an email reading for somebody or something. Yeah. You're just have... like sitting there plopped out, just mm-hmm. letting it all flow in. Yep. I literally did somebody's podcast episode a couple of weeks ago in the bathtub because I told her like, I was like, I'm very emotional today. I need to be grounded. And yes. I have to do this in water. <laughs> yes. Flush it all out. Let it flow. Let it flow like water. Yeah. And I do. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's one of the things I also love about um, developing these gifts is literally finding what works and how to tune in with your gifts, right? Like no one just says, oh, I'm going to go channel on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to figure out what works for you and how to truly tap into your own spiritual gifts. Yes. And you have to be comfortable enough to say, yeah, I know that somebody recommended this and that worked for them, but that really Mm -hmm. isn't aligning with me. And when I do this over here, even though it doesn't make sense, it works for me. It works for you to take a poop and manifest. I mean, hey. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, you're dropping hot shit. That's what manifesting (laughs) is. Dropping hot shit. Okay. So let's not forget about what true manifesting is. Dropping hot shit. Um, I'm all about I truly just think that if we um, take that insight and consideration more that, oh, no, it's not one size fits all for spirituality. A lot of us will um, feel more trusting of our intuition, too, because a lot of the times I feel like um, especially, you know, age of Aquarius and all of these uh, younger people, I think from after the Pluto generation they do have a lot of spiritual gifts. However, it's so much um, 
influx of information and you should do it this way and you have to do it this way. Um, Yes, this information is very necessary because I'm like a bookworm. Like I love reading and I love research. However, I found the best thing to do is find what works for me. If it makes me feel uncomfortable and that I'm not being authentic, I don't do it. Like, you know, sometimes there's uh, incantations and things of that nature where you're just like, I'm not fucking saying yay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't resonate with me, you know? So you have to find out what resonates for you also. So you can tap into your own power because we don't all have the same gifts. And even if we do, they don't work the same way. Exactly. And that's why it's so whack to judge somebody else's like, uh, there's a lot of judgment, I think, on spiritual paths on yeah. they practice that way or they do this. And I I think that there is such a unique way for everybody to practice. And like you're saying, everybody has a gift in a different way. There, I talk to so many mediums who mm-hmm. see spirit and talk to spirit in completely different ways and give their messages in completely different ways. And they're all accurate. Exactly. And that's the thing. I didn't even know there were different types of mediums until, you know, I started to research more. I thought, you know, everyone just is like, oh, I see a fucking ghost just popped up. No, some uh, mediums are just uh, psychic mediums where they can only see in their eye, but they they see, you know, totally vivid everything that's going on. So, so that's you me. can't just sit there. Oh, okay. Well, it's you I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when I read when I read other people, I can, I can see it in my mind's eye. I can see that that spirit is behind you. I can see that they're touching you. I can see what their acknowledgements are, but I don't physically see See them them in this realm. Yes. Yeah. And as an empath, I clearly know what you mean. Cause uh, I was not gifted clear sight, you know, every now and then I'll see some shit move, but Um, for me, I feel the spirits there. So I can actually tell when people have attachments on them. Oh, yeah. That and I can tell what type of reading. Yeah. (laughs) I can definitely tell if there's some kind of, you know, if it's just the energy, if this is your energy, if this is someone else, because, you know, as an empath, you have to learn to decipher your energy from others. So you kind of become like really good at doing that as saying, oh my God, this is this person's energy, but wait, they have this going on in their org field. What the fuck is that? Like, (laughs) you just have to sit there and allow whatever you're feeling to also trust it as well. I love that. Do you also read people's auras? Um, I have read, uh, yeah, I have read a few auras before. Um, for some reason, around like spring and summer, it's really easy. I feel like the spiritual energy starts flowing um, a lot more. So a lot of portals and things open up from basically now until July, right? Um, I have an easier time visualizing and seeing auras physically here during that time. Now, when it's uh, different points in the year, Sometimes I'll go into my third eye to see what colors I can pull. So it truly depends. And then also, there are some people who have different levels of protection where they will only allow you to see certain things in a certain way. 
Oh, interesting. So you can only see what they project for you to see. Yes. But I, I, I haven't had an issue yet <laughs> getting into uh, basically people's energy. But I, I have been told several times, like, wow, you know what? No one's been able to, like, accurately, you know, pull from my energy. And it's interesting because um, you'll notice those are actually people's uh, protector or warrior guides just trying to defend their energy so nothing comes and penetrates their ore. So that's why it, it becomes really interesting because a lot of the times um, people with lighter ores, they have very strong protective guides. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. So does it make their aura lighter because they are so protected that, they're, that their color or their energy yeah, is that, being drugged down? yeah. Exactly. So basically you have, yeah, you basically have like Hercules shielding all the bullshit, the evil eye is getting sent your way. And it's not to say it doesn't hit these people, but um, they're a little more shielded. They, they literally have, I can tell when people have spiritual protection. That's generally what I call it when these guys are just like enter or like they're, they're like open sesame. I swear to God, Diana. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just that when I channel sometimes the uh, the spirits, they're just like their phrases are incredible. But yeah, they're like open sesame and they want to know the password. And I'm like, the password is I'm a divine being. Let me the fuck in. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Um wording coming through. So I have one friend, her name is Ryan. And and as mm -hmm. we were we were both building up our spiritual path together, and we still are, and there are times when like we do readings for each other and I'm like, I have no fucking idea why spirit is talking to you in old English right now, but yes! this is your message. And also be like, yes! you know, I need to do a spell. And I'm like, first word in this is thine. Never use the word thine. Yes. This is your spell for this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I said, uh, in those moments where I'm like channeling on the toilet, right? I'm like, oh, I got a channeled message I want to write out. And I'm like, lest. And I'm like, when the fuck did I start <laughs> speaking like this? This I know it's not me. So absolutely. I I completely agree. I love that. I haven't ever had a conversation like this with somebody where where they explain spirit talking to them the same way that I see it. Um mm -hmm. and so I think that this is super beautiful. Yeah, that's what is interesting because sometimes, you know, when I'm reading for others, they're just like, wait, they really said that? I'm like, no, really, this is <laughs> what your spirits are saying. You're like, no, legit, they're saying thine. Yeah, they're like, less thy be. And, you know, it, it depends. Like some people have really old spirits, like you said, that really are just like, no, this is how I talk. And you relay the message. And then you have other people's like ancestral spirits where if I say something in a certain way, my clients, they'll be like, oh my God, that is literally what they would say. So you just have to say it, whatever they're saying, even if it sounds crazy, I swear these spirits are like just talking. They're talking. Yeah. And I, you know, something that you're saying, I am learning the art of not filtering my message and saying it the way mm -hmm. that I think will make sense to somebody and saying yes. it the way that it actually is coming across because what doesn't make sense to me being like the fucking we'll yellow sense. brick road. Yeah. Else is like, yellow brick road. yeah. They're like, Oh my God, that's my shit. You knew that was my, my synchronicity. 
Exactly. And that's when I had those moments because I've had a, a client, right? And she was just telling me about her family. And I'm like, okay, I'm here in Peru, Peru, Peru in my head, right? And then she's like, yeah, and she's from Peru. And I was like, wait, you said Peru? Because I keep hearing that over again in my head. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, I'm not even, I'm not kidding right now. Like, they, they're telling me exactly where they're from. So you truly have to just take it as it is. I always say spirits are the only people that don't judge, right? They don't have a a end goal of who's right or wrong. It just is truth to them. That's what they see. Now, have you ever read anybody who doesn't have a spirit team? Um, no. I've read people that I know are not in touch with their um, spirit guides or ancestors. And I can tell because they're like basically like naked. And then when, when I call in their guides, they're like, why the fuck are you calling me in here? Who are you? Who is this person? They don't even, you know, like, they'll be like, my, my ancestor doesn't even care about me. They haven't even given me water. Like, that's usually the first few messages Aww. I'll get from people that um, don't connect with their ancestors or their guides, because you can connect with your guides as well. Um, but when you don't, Usually, like, the, the first reading is just, like, hey, you need to do this because we're not going to, like, connect and, you know, be surrounding you if you're just, like, fuck us, right? Yeah. Interesting. But that I haven't be... seen anyone without. Have you? I haven't necessarily. And I was asking for a purely personal reason. Um, I, and I say this all the time, I can recognize the energy of the spirits around me. I I know when Mm -hmm. I'm being led by my team and when I'm not. However, Mm -hmm. I have no idea um, who I work with. I have no idea what ancestors are with me. I I don't really know my birth dad's side of the family. So I don't know ancestors on his side. um, Yeah, that come through and who will be willing to assist you basically. Exactly. So I've always been like, it would be so cool to like have an understanding and know that. But I just, I almost feel like I don't have that because I, I just am not. In oh, no, absolutely. You do. And now they're like going crazy. Diana, don't you do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I get chills when uh, people's spirits are like, they're coming through and they're like, hey, now, Diana, hey, now. <laughs> Don't you yes, be doing do. us like that. Exactly. Put all this work into the Yes. You. Yes. And that's the thing. Um, for the longest, for me, um, I'm African-American. So a lot of African-Americans have like issues locating their ancestors because yeah. of all that, you know, trauma and everything else that occurred. All the bullshit. Basically. Um, and because of this, uh, it makes connecting with ancestors a bit difficult. However... I will tell you myself from, I think it was um, 2018 onward, basically now, I have literally, I think, traced almost seven generations back of ancestors. Yeah. And the funny thing is the living ancestors were all tight lipped. You know what I mean? So there's also that factor too, of like, even if you have that connection, no one wants to speak about, you know, this and that in the past, right? But you still need that connection. So for me, I was like, I'm going to get it. Even if you're like, go and do the research yourself. I always tell people, your ancestors know you, even if you don't know them. Oh, I like they that. They are literally part of you. I never you share the same blood. 
Mm-hmm. They absolutely know you. And even closer when it's, you know, um, immediate family, right? Because to yeah. you, you could be like, oh, I never met so-and-so. And they'll be like, no, your uncle died like three days before your birthday. Like you, you have no idea the connections you can make just with someone's spirit. And that becomes a guardian angel typically. So yeah, what, I got takes, chills. what takes a spirit <laughs> from being a guardian angel to um, just being a spirit that like, that like stays around as, as okay. So as a guide, me, as a guide, because I can tell the difference in the energy when I'm reading somebody for who their spirit mm-hmm. guide is versus who a, an angel is that is like guarding them. Okay. So for me, um, I like, uh, cause I'm telepathic, right? Generally there'll be like grandmother, aunt, uncle. And then once I get that, I'm like, okay, well you want to speak? Let's let them say whatever they need to say. Um, I, I generally let them draw out the cards and channel the messages as I'm reading. But, um, if the person doesn't know, they're like, oh, I do have an aunt, but they died and this. I let the aunt actually talk and prove how they've been watching the living ancestor. Love it. I do a very similar style because it's hard for me to understand um, in the moment at first if they are a spirit guide or if they're a exactly. guardian. I feel like if you just allow them to um, express why they're there, because there have been instances where um, someone's grandmother will come, but they'll say, I'm here because you're in this challenge in this moment. So they're just guiding in that moment, but they're, they're not an official guide, if that makes sense. So there are instances where they'll be like, no, I'm just here because you're, you're having a inner childhood or motherhood wounds. You know what I mean? Yep. And this is a cycle or a pattern and the family that they're trying to basically work with you to heal. This is why they actually want to work with you, even if you don't know them, because it provides healing for the ancestral line. Healing for the ancestral line. That's something that Paige talked to me about too. Um, and, yes. And I, I told Paige. Absolutely. Cause I told Paige, I was like, listen, we have to do the works. I know everyone's like, I'm healing my ancestors. Like, yeah, we're all really doing it, but truly we have to do the work and saying, okay, these are the problems that keep uh, surfacing in my family. What am I doing to contribute to it? Cause that's basically where you say now it stops here. Yep. And that's how you heal your, your generations. Uh, the generational trauma in your family. I love that. And I think that, I think that it's hard to recognize the traumas. And then it's also hard to like say that you're going to completely go against what the grain has been for literally generations and do something else. Um, Exactly. And that's part of it too, because uh, a lot of the traumas, I, I always say shadow work is root chakra work, right? But if something is deeply rooted into you, it's in your being, right? Like a tree. If you try to, you know, de-root a tree, the whole thing ends up collapsing, right? And that's why it becomes so tricky because you're like, oh, just trim this this root here because that's a dead end. We don't need that anymore. But you're like, I can't cut that off, but I can maybe uh, treat it. You know how like you would treat a infected plant? You would only treat that portion of the plant, but you wouldn't treat the whole thing, right? And that's why you have to go in pieces as well, 
while you're uh, healing the trauma. It's not just, I fucking did it. Like I healed all the generational trauma. <laughs> it's constant shadow work and root work and going deep within to say, okay, this is what I have to sacrifice or cut off so that this no longer grows and thrives because it's actually poison. It's polluting the ancestral yeah. line. And it can be things. So for me, my thing was um, the, the generational trauma, if you will, of my family is um, people not staying together and having both parents mm-hmm. for their children. And right. So that's trauma that I. Well, mine is uh, attracting narcissists. So that's one hell of a pattern to get rid of, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you'll, you'll notice certain things where you're just like, wait, my, my grandmother went through this. Wait, my aunt went through this. Wait, Mm -hmm. why does this keep happening? And then you, you start realizing it's happening because those pieces of them, unfortunately they were implemented into your upbringing. Yes. Yeah. Implemented into your upbringing. Yep. And that's why it becomes like, oh, I got to do it little by little because you can't just undo your childhood either. No, but that's where shadow work comes in. And and I always tell people when they ask me about starting their shadow work, I always say, Mm -hmm. think about the things in the moment, you know, that are, that trigger you, that make you have reactions that you don't like, that you apologize for later. Mm -hmm. And then think about, okay, well, why do I react this way? Like what, what happened to me that made me feel that way? Oh, I get angry right off the bat because I have to protect myself because nobody else protected me when I was little. Okay. What things from my childhood was I not protected from and where do I need to give forgiveness and move on? Exactly. And that's exactly what it's all about. It's just saying, uh, like stopping in that moment, right? Because we're not going to always be perfect, even in our shadow work. And having that knowledge and awareness of like, hey, I do shitty things sometimes, right? <laughs> you yeah. still have to stop yourself and be like, wait, I'm doing this shitty thing because why again? So I absolutely agree with you. It's just constantly going in and seeing those triggers as well. Because wow, being triggered on earth is like, <laughs> no, it's, it's- crazy. It's rough. And also I find it so fascinating because I'm just, I'm just starting to really understand and learn about, um, the scarring that we take from previous lifetimes that we bring with us mm-hmm. into this new life. Yes. And also past life patterns, basically past life patterns. And I've never had a past life regression, so I don't necessarily know. Oh my I- God, Diana, I'm dying for one because I I've seen, uh, like clips and my meditations, right? Me too. But to truly, yeah, exactly. To truly go in and be like, oh, this confirms what I saw in the meditation. I'm waiting for that because a lot of uh, where I'm at right now, currently, like you said, where you're like, oh, wait, there's past life patterns we can have now too, where you're so deep in the shadow work, you're literally in a fucking lifetime before. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm like, I healed everything from over here. I better hop back into Scotland in 1692. Yeah. And fucking <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're like, oh, my God. I, I was just like on this voyage. What what happened? And yeah, all of that happens. What are and you, I, I'm, I'm think, dying to know. What are your flashbacks? Okay, so obviously Egypt. That's what, actually what I was going to bring up from uh, like my childhood. I had this freaky little obsession with Egypt where I was just like, every day I would go home and like, 
research about it. I'm like, I got to find out about these mummies and the, the pharaohs and everything. And it, it was like beyond just like, you know, being glamored by all of the Egyptian culture, right? I literally was like, this is fucking me. This is me. I, I was telling myself, I am an Egyptian incarnate. <laughs> Before you even And then when anything. I actually, yes. And then when I actually uh, started tapping in, like back in as an adult, um, one of the first few guides was actually goddess Isis. And I was like, wait, why do we have this connection? And then all of my Egyptian past life, like just came flowing out where they were just like, you have this connection because this and this and this and I'm just like oh my god everything that I knew from you know when I was a child it's fucking true I was right and my inner child was just like going ape shit so I have the dark goddess oracle deck and I I yes. just pulled out Isis while you were talking and mm-hmm. so because she deck- is my she's my divine mother <laughs> I love it so so she represents resurrection and mm-hmm. her little note in here to her followers is self-sacrifice. The price is paid. Needs of others have been made. Time to rise and time to become the best for you and your kingdom. And yes, her last line is take control and responsibility for your life. Make a list of your goals and take steps to achieve them. Hand over your mm-hmm. guilt. Make the commitment to be kind to yourself and seize the day. That's literally how I live my life. And I got chills because she's like, yes, (laughs) that is basically the archetype of her. And, you know, when you're just like researching about these um, guides and goddesses and stuff like that, there isn't too much that you won't find about them. But I feel like um, when I connected with her specifically, it was literally like the connection. It's impossible for me to describe it and I guess that's why she will never leave me (laughs) yeah but I love that though and I love um you knowing like what her strengths are and what your purpose in working with her is Mm -hmm. so do you just connect with Isis or do you work with her as a deity um both okay so I work with her when I'm doing my spiritual workings but She's literally like one of my guides. Um, I have a few guides. I have a lot of guides. We won't get into that. I have like a whole team that is just like part of the International Galactic Federation. It's a whole thing. But um, she's part of that federation as well. Uh, and that's why she works with me. I love it. I... Um... I feel drawn to different goddesses, but I don't work with anybody that like necessarily, and I don't have any deities Mm -hmm. that I practice with. And I find people like yourself who know who their spirit team is. And, and I just find it fucking fascinating. (laughs) Well, I I had to like, you know, I was like, can you please confirm? And then it got to the point where she's like, if I fucking confirm one more time, (laughs) where I just had to be like, yes, you are working with me. I accept this mission because there's a lot that goes into basically what she acts of, you know, her devotees and anyone that works for her. Um, But I I was just kind of like, wait, this is my path. And 
it sends you down another, I wouldn't say a wormhole, but a an ascension, because it's not even a spiral down. It just sends you flying up to new realms of discovery where you're just like, there's so many paths to take. And that's, yeah. again, why I'm just like, it's not one size fits all. It truly isn't. Because she herself had, she's, she's also called the lady of many names. She yeah. has so many paths. Um, I find that there are a couple of goddesses who have, so like I was just, I just did an episode um, on the Morrigan and. Oh my God. I was literally going to bring her up. So she's in the house. Because I was going to ask you, have you been working with Morgan? But uh, when you said you don't work with any, I was just like, okay, maybe because my daughter's name is actually Morgan. <laughs> I was about to expand on it too, because I I learned so, so, okay, how do I say this? I have felt very called to her and to Hecate for a long time. Um, yes. But mm -hmm. I don't. They're, they're definitely working with you, just so you know. They, they made themselves aware, like, at least 10 minutes ago. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, thank you for confirming that. I, I learned so, okay. So there's multiple parts to this one. I felt that and I've known that, but then the way that I have seen other people work with them is a way that makes mm -hmm. me uncomfortable in my spirit. And I'm like, if that's how they want to be worked with, I don't like it. And so right. I haven't done that, but then I just did this researching on the Morrigan and I learned that she's presented in so many different cultures and spiritualities mm -hmm. as so many different things as so many different sisters with so many different faces and same with Hecate. Exactly. And triple faith goddess is usually what we call them. Yes. These, and uh, then these divine feminine energies, because to you, you would be like, oh yeah, I know. For instance, Kali, right? Yep. She has so many different energies that she embodies, but the most feared is Kali, right? Yep. So when you're like, oh, I work with Kali, they're like, oh my God, no, but she's also compassionate too. So compassionate to the point where she'll literally protect you to the death, you know? Right. <laughs> so there's things to consider and why certain goddesses and gods are viewed in specific ways. It's because their attributes are then, um, in my opinion, they're then, morphed or exaggerated see and, and this that's what I'm learning too yeah and this isn't to say that you know they're they, they're not capable of doing these things but more so because of the disconnect and uh because occult is hidden it's more like word of mouth well I heard that these devotees do this and they do this you truly don't know until you're like hey do you really work with this person and you find out all of the things that the uh, gods and goddesses are willing to accept as offers, uh, you know, their symbolism and how they wish to communicate with you. Because I found out a few things about Hecatite where I was just like, wait, so she was trying to communicate with me? <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, these are the symbols and these are the meanings of this. And and like, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I also just think like, for me, like I have a fear of commitment and it sounds like such a commitment <laughs> to like work with somebody and follow rules. And yeah. I'm Cause like, you don't want to, exactly. You're like, uh, <laughs> I just got away from organized religion. Is this what this is about to become? Yes. And that's the thing. It's not, it's not. So working with, um, cause I work with several different, uh, deities 
it's never a bland situation. Let me just tell you that because a lot of the times they will uh, lead me to an incantation, how to call upon them, right? So already the incantations that I'm finding, they're not just like, oh, I found it in this book. If you truly want to connect with these energies, ask them to show you and they will make it a personal journey for you. I love that. Well, I might start diving into the rabbit hole a little bit more. I say go for it. I mean, (laughs) I've only been going deeper and deeper now where I'm at the point like, okay, I've gone to the bottom. I must be going through the top now. (laughs) Right. Gosh, no, I'm excited about it. Um, And I feel like um, I know that we're about to um, do our Patreon and that Paige is going to be waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to tell everybody, if you loved listening to this, that we're going to dive more into it. I'm going to be getting a reading with say, um, over on yes. the Patreon. So you guys can, this is the first time that I'll be doing this where I will be linking an additional episode on the Patreon that piggybacks off of this podcast episode. Um, yes. but I, I feel like we could be here for hours talking. I want to hop in pages energy with us and yes please tell everybody where they can go to get readings for you and what services you offer oh yes absolutely so i do um tarot reading and i have a website it's actually on my instagram not by shade and Shade is spelled s-a-d-e oh i, know I it's like, said it wrong i'm so sorry yeah no it's okay that's what i was like now, everyone says my name in whatever way. I always say languages are different. So it's probably right in someone's language. Well, I don't white, give a fuck. <laughs> oh my God, you're good, girl. But yeah, you can go to my Instagram, not by Shade. And um, literally, the link is in my bio to all of the services that I offer. I also have a YouTube where I have some free readings, you know. I understand we can't all afford to get readings when we all feel like it, but that doesn't mean we don't need guidance. And speaking of guidance, I'm hoping to launch something incredibly helpful for the spiritual community. And it's basically a spiritual library, but it's still in the works. So I won't get too much in depth about it. Well, I'll get that info from you. Um, I'll also get your YouTube channel. And actually, you sent me over your your link tree. So I will put that in the description of this episode. So everybody will have access to get to you, um, to follow you everywhere, and be able to just like tap in and all the resources you've got. Yes, I can't wait to tap in with more soul family like this. Honestly, clearly we're connected, Diana. <laughs> I know. I love it. I'm so excited to see your face in just a minute. Paige is texting yes. me. So let me get off of here. Let me change my clothes. Let me get my bud and let's hop on there. Yes, I'll see you soon. Okay, I'll Thank see you Thank you so soon. much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you.